Welcome to the new edition of the Feminization Boudoir from Candy Apple Press. I'm Kylie Gable, the publisher of Candy Apple Press, and welcome. Uh, you might have noticed something a little bit different about this particular show in that there was no commercial at the beginning for Anchor, and that is because uh, the endorsement that I have with Anchor has kind of run its course. So even though I was only making a few cents per listen before, I am no longer even making that. This has become a true labor of love. Unfortunately, we're kind of running out of backstock, and I am going to need to hire more people to produce more quality audios. If you want to keep this show alive, please consider subscribing. Please consider buying content from the links. Uh, you'll know you like the free stuff, but the free stuff has to be paid for somehow. So, today's audio is another one from Rami Hung. It is called The Complete uh, Convention Feminization, and it's about a couple of guys who are just total pigs, and they really, really get what's coming to them at a gaming slash anime slash comic books slash role-playing convention. Um, both Marami and I have experience with these kind of conventions, so I think it's pretty accurate, pretty realistic. Convention doors opened at 8 in the morning on Thursday. The women put their plan in motion at 10. Beta Sector is a very big video game coming from a very successful movie franchise, and sadly, less than popular television show. The evil racks are the alien race that threatened Earth with annihilation and had to be fought by the brave men and women of Beta Sector. Other than having two very small horns on their foreheads, they looked like regular humans. The film studio compensated this by casting only very large actors to play them. Casting Angela as a Beta Sector cosplayer was a no-brainer. She was quite imposing in the military uniform of the Rax Federation, while Catherine was put in fake handcuffs as a human prisoner. Every year, the Beta Sector cosplayers raised money for charity by running a jail at the convention. You could pay money to have your friend locked away for 15 minutes, or he could pay money himself to be released. They had raised upwards of $10,000 for worthy causes doing this every year. If you didn't go along with it, you were considered a real jerk because of where the money went, and because for $10 you could leave right away anyway. The cosplayers acting as the racks always played it up, acting particularly mean and official, egged on by the victim's friends. It was actually considered an honor that somebody spent $20 to give you this treatment. Angela and Catherine ambushed him right after he finished his morning podcast. There was a crowd of about 20 people watching when Angela approached him. Mr. Darkseid, I need you to come with me. You have been found accused of grievous crimes against the Rax Federation. What are the charges? He asked, playing along with a gag in front of his fans that hooted and hollered. Treason, murder, and double parking, replied Angela, trying to keep the lighthearted tone going. If you just wanted a date, there are easier ways, you know, joked Darkseid as Angela locked him into the leather cuffs that they had purchased the night before. Fortunately, he had no idea how restrained he was now, or he would have resisted. It wasn't until they were out of view of all of his fans and friends that he began to get suspicious when they took a left away from where the Beta Sector jail cell was. By that time, he said, Where the hell are we going? 
They were alone in an empty side hall leading to offices. He wouldn't have had a chance against the much bigger Angela if he weren't restrained, but without the use of his arms, she soon had him ball-gagged. Dragging him over towards the elevator, Catherine released herself from her unlocked cuffs and grabbed the luggage cart from right where the female bellhop said it would be. Angela had no trouble lifting him up on the cart, where Catherine used more leather cuffs to secure him to the rack standing in a spread-eagle position. The look of frustration and terror on his face excited Catherine like nothing ever had before. She had to admit that she was actually getting wet seeing him helpless before her. It was now relatively easy for the two women to push the cart down the hall, as there was no real way for Darkseid to resist. The girls hoped that they would make it all the way back to the hotel room unobserved, but a group of convention-goers was waiting to get on the elevator when they got off. Oh wow! That's awesome! Do you mind if I get a picture? Asked a blonde girl in the crowd. Go for it, said Catherine. What is this? Asked a clearly bemused guy. It's for the Rax Federation jail. He's the captured Earthman and she's the Rax guard. And who are you? I'm his girlfriend. You've got to pay to have them do time, Catherine replied. Too funny, said the blonde to her boyfriend. Maybe I'll have them get you later. The entire time, Darkseid had been thrashing, but now he really pulled at his straps for dear life. Angela was worried that someone would figure out that this was more than just really energetic play-acting, and cleared their path, saying, No talking to the prisoner. He is guilty of treason and double-parking. She wheeled him towards their hotel room. There was no escape in sight for the frightened podcaster. By comparison, the capture of Koss was much easier. Conventions rarely have the most secure databases, and she was able to hack in once she found out that Koss was really the alias of one Peter Stikorski from Ann Arbor, Michigan. Even better, she found a seminar that he'd be attending the next morning. Lucy and Melody were given the task of capturing Koss. The pictures they found of him online weren't the best quality, but one thing was for sure, the man had hair. He had a beard that had not been trimmed or groomed in what seemed to be forever, and hair that came down to the middle of his back. He wasn't a very large guy, but he definitely had a bit of a belly from a diet of caffeinated soda and corn chips. Hey, is the seat taken? asked Lucy, squeezing in next to the slovenly blogger typing away on his laptop. The con had only officially started a couple of hours ago, and he already had the dreaded con-funk smell. He sat sprawled out in a way that took up the seats on either side of him, as well as the chair in front of him. He grunted as Lucy sat down, but she could see him checking her out, trying to be subtle peeking out the corner of his eyes. Lucy was dressed like a typical con attendee, but she wore a hot pink pair of short shorts and her sandals showed off her perfectly pedicured toes. The tight top she wore gave no idea that this girl was way out of his league. Koff sighed to himself, knowing that he would never be able to be smooth with her, but that her mere presence would distract him from the panel presentation. I'm so excited. This is my first convention, said Lucy with a big smile. Cool, said Koff unsteadily. My name's Lucy. She positively beamed, extending her hand. Peter, but they call me Koss. That's funny. I read this blog by a guy named Koss. It's really great stuff. That's awesome. That's my blog. I love it. I was reading your article about the game for con sluts. Well, you know I didn't mean all the girls at cons. I mean, there are girls and then there are sluts. Don't sweat it. We totally get it. This is my friend Melody. 
Hi, Koss, waved the redhead. She was pretty hot, too, he thought, not believing his luck. Your blog is awesome. It's the first thing I read in the morning. I didn't know any girls actually understood what I was talking about. The ones who comment aren't exactly flattering. Well, they sound like con sluts to me, winked Lucy. When the convention was over, Koss was overwhelmed by the positive attention he was getting from two very attractive girls. From talking to them, it was clear that they had really read his blog, and that was great for his ego. Well, it was nice meeting you, Koss. I can't wait to tell our friends about meeting you, said Lucy, smiling as she got to her feet and prepared to leave. Maybe we'll see you around, added Melody. Probably not with 40,000 people here, sighed Koss. Well, come do lunch with us, offered Lucy. I was just going to grab a hot dog. A real lunch will cost you less, pouted Lucy. Well, I suppose it wouldn't hurt. Awesome, cheered Lucy. We need to go get our two friends, both cute and both fans, and then we'll get a bite. The poor guy never had a chance. He followed the girls up to their hotel room, and sure enough, Catherine and Angela were waiting in there. If he had listened carefully, he might have heard the sounds of Darkseid struggling against the luggage cart, but he had what he considered more important things to worry about. Hey, girls, said Melody as she entered the room. There's somebody we'd like you to meet. This is Koss. Hey, Koss, smiled Angela as Lucy kept steering the unsuspecting blogger into the middle of the room. Hi, girls, he waved. I'm a big fan of your blog, Koss, said Catherine. Thank you. That's awesome that you read it. Oh, I do more than read it. You know, I used to post a bit under the name River Tam 1811, she cooed. Uh, well... Looking around the room, he realized that he had made a major miscalculation. The girls had him completely surrounded and seemed to be stepping closer to him. What was that you wrote about me, Koss? I believe the words you used were fake nerd bimbo. I can explain, he stammered as he backed away from Catherine. Unfortunately, he backed right into Angela, who quickly reached her arms around him in a vice-like grip. Look at it this way, Koss, smirked Catherine. You're going to have a great story for your blog now. No! Catherine quickly covered his mouth while Angela tightened her grip. Held as he was, he could offer no resistance as Lucy began to strip off his shoes, socks, and pants. What's the matter, baby? I bet you were dreaming of getting naked in bed with me a couple of minutes ago. Angela herself ripped off his shirt and brought him over to the room's desk chair. The malady was standing behind with a coil of soft white rope. Angela and Catherine forced him into the chair, while Melody attempted to secure him with a clothesline. Oh, give me, smirked Lucy. You do not know how to tie someone up. Catherine pinched Koss's nose until he opened up his mouth and then dramatically shoved the sweaty socks he had just been wearing inside, and then put a pair of pantyhose over his head. She wrapped duct tape several times around his face to hold the hose in place, and then wrapped duct tape around the bottom half of his face to hold it all in place. She used the legs of the pantyhose to effectively blindfold him. She then had an inspiration and took the shirt he had ripped off his head and walked into the next room. Spying the still-struggling dark side, she used the old t-shirt and the duct tape to create a very effective blindfold for the frightened podcaster. 
Lucy and Melody wheeled the desk chair into the other room where Dockside was secured to the luggage rack, and the girls closed the door for privacy. Take that, bitches, cheered Lucy as she closed the door. The girls were giddy with excitement. Holy shit, we're kidnappers, said Melody. I'm so scared, but I have such an adrenaline rush right now. We should just leave them tied up in there for the whole con. Maybe they'll actually learn some respect, said Angela. I like it, but I think Catherine's idea is better, replied Lucy. I like it, said Melody, but will it work? Neither of them looks like much of a girl, and I can't see them fooling anybody. That's the beauty of it. If they don't fool anybody, they're the ones humiliated by it. I think I might have a way to make this work, said Lucy. Actually, it's an idea that I stole from Koss. Go on, said Catherine, smiling broadly. Let's make a game out of it. Melody and I will take Koss, and Angela and Catherine can take Darkseid. We'll put them through a bit of a competition, suggested Lucy. I think that Koss gave us a guideline. Besides, we can start them with cosplay and hide anything too masculine. Great idea, agreed Catherine. Let's get what we need while Melody does her magic. My cosplay friends always bring way more outfits than they need. I'll see what I can round up. I'm guessing Darkseid is a size 8 and Koss is a 14, said Lucy. What do you need me to do? asked Angela. I may need you, replied Melody. Over the next two hours, Lucy rounded up the sexiest, sluttiest costumes that she could find, while Catherine stopped by the convention center's exhibit hall to set up tomorrow's adventure. Melody had no trouble hacking Koss's blog with his laptop, but getting into Darkseid's podcast was much tougher. Angela, this is where I need your help, said Melody. I'm not very intimidating. Can you see if you can get Darkseid to give up his login information? I can't get into his show without it. That sounds fun. I don't think it'll be too tough to intimidate that little runt. Don't hurt him. Just persuade him. Angela confidently walked into the other room. She was a competitor. She liked combat sports for the same reason that she liked volleyball and softball. She wasn't a bully, and she had no intention of torturing this nerdy little geek. Still, he didn't have to know it. She passed by Koss and couldn't resist tossing his hair through the pantyhose. He looked in both directions with urgency, as if he could see anything, but Angela was already stepping up to Darkseid, still strapped to his luggage cart prison. "'What do you weigh? 110? 120?' asked Angela. It was an honest question, but Angela knew there was no way he could really answer with a gag in his mouth. I bench press about 180. Darkseid shied away from her and mumbled a panicked plea into his gag. I'm not going to beat you up. I like a challenge and you're no challenge. I could slap you around, but I'm not going to do that either. You're going to tell me what I want to know. The only question is if we're going to do this the easy way or the hard way. She removed his gag and tersely asked, Well, let me go now, bitch, he roared. You're the only bitch here, and the sooner you realize it, the easier it'll be for you. I won't tell you shit. We just need your password for your podcast account. Fuck off. Fine, I promised that I wouldn't slap you around, but I didn't say I wouldn't hurt you. She spat unceremoniously, pulling down his pants. What the hell are you doing? Control yourself. I'm sure it's nothing you're expecting.
He couldn't see her, but could hear her walking over towards the room's kitchenette, where the small microwave and refrigerator were kept. He waited nervously and shuddered fearfully when he heard the bell go off to announce that whatever was cooking in the microwave was done. It's not so bad, cooed Angela as she applied the hot wax to his upper right thigh. Just the touch made the blindfolded dark side flinch. She patted down a cloth strip over the wax. What are you doing? The trick is to rip it off as fast as you can to make it hurt less. What hurt less? You're getting waxed, dear. Leave me alone, you bitch. Oh, you don't want to taunt me. She slowly pulled up just the smallest corner of the cloth strip. Yo! What the fuck? I like to go slow. He could hear her laughing. After I'm done peeling this one off, the next one goes on your ball sack, unless you tell me what I want to know. Your password, please. No, I'm not going to- No! She ripped a little further. Are we having fun yet? You can make it stop. Slowly and deliberately, she pulled at the cloth covering the wax, causing thousands of needles to shoot through his thigh. I'm not giving that up, he swore, but Angela could hear the tremble in his voice and see the beads of sweat on his forehead. In his chair, Koss struggled, trying to figure out what else was going on in the room. She pulled the strip a little further, admiring his hairless patch of leg as he writhed in his bonds. Not much more until I pull this one up and start on your balls. Please, no more. Then tell me what I want. What is the password? No, I can't. Please. She ripped the rest of the cloth strip at the same molasses slow rate. Now for the balls. It's THX1138. You're not lying to me? No, I'm telling the- Angela stuffed the gag back in his mouth mid-sentence, leaving Darkseid to whimper and writhe on the luggage rack. After logging into Darkseid's podcast account, she immediately changed the password. She now had the ability to upload to their blog or podcast, and the two prisoners couldn't stop her. Twenty minutes later, it was time for the real fun to begin. And that brings us to the end of another show. Um... Not a lot of feminization in this week's episode. It was hard to find a good spot that I could take that had much feminization in it. If you're interested in getting the story, there is a lot. As the guys go through basically an obstacle course of all the different stereotypes they had of female gamers. So, they're booth babes, they are flirting with other gamers, all those sorts of things. Um, you can find the complete audio on Audible. That's it for this week's episode. Um, there will be no episode next week. We'll be off. Hopefully in a couple of weeks, I will have some new audios. Some by new people and some by uh, some old friends. So join us back here in two weeks for another episode of the Feminization Boudoir Podcast.